Welcome to Define today, everyone. My name is Kaylee, and I'm super excited to introduce this guest. She and I are only 11 and a half months apart. We are the same age for two weeks every year, which is a random fact, but we're sisters, so it makes it really weird. Welcome, Kelsey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thanks, but I think that the I think that the eleven and a half months would be weirder if we weren't sisters. I disagree, but you guys can let me know in the comments which you think would be weirder. Um, it'd be weirder, anyways. Other weirder than the comment fact, to make, <laughs> anyways. Um, other than the fact that you're my sister, tell everyone a little bit about you. Um. Well. I am a military wife. I am a homeschooling mom to four beautiful kids. Um, and I had all four of them within three years. So that speaks to my sanity level in general. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited that Kelsey's on. Uh, Kelsey's gone through a lot in her life. She has a lot of interesting topics that she'll be able to talk about as this podcast continues, I have no doubt. But the one that we talked about her speaking on today is a really intense topic, and it's really hard. So I'm super pumped that my sister is being very brave and sharing something that a lot of people have experienced. But, you know, we we live in a time and a world where it's really hard. It's really hard to talk about really hard points of your life, especially when it's so out of your control. So, Kelsey, I would love to just kind of dive right in and talk about kind of the moment everything started for you on this topic today, because I want you to introduce it. About three years ago, well, I guess more than three years ago, uh, I guess almost four years ago, I was pregnant with my twins, and uh, pregnancy is hard for a lot of reasons, Um, but this this one was uh, harder than my previous two pregnancies, not just because of his twins, but because, uh, I, you know, I just started to become something I didn't recognize and I didn't know why. Um, basically early in the pregnancy, I think before I even knew I was pregnant with twins, um, things started to feel very hopeless and the world got darker. Um, Things that used to bring me joy were hollow. And every little hiccup turned into a reason why I could never be happy. And I knew that, like, I just, weirdly, like, I knew that I would never be happy in my life. And uh, that continued for months. But it was, uh, it didn't seem, weirdly, it didn't set off any red flags for me. Like, I felt like it was gradual and it was very, um. It was just kind of building up. It was building up, but it almost, I almost felt like I was gaining a knowledge Hmm. in a dark dark way. I just, like, I I felt like I was gaining the knowledge. I like, oh, I'm never going to be happy in this life. I'm not capable. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to keep trying to find happiness. It's not going to happen. You just started accepting that. Yeah, I started accepting it. Exactly. Like it was a fact and I was like, I don't want to. 
So I started making a decision um, over the over the process of several months, and I was just like, you know, I'm I don't want to live. It's not something I'm even interested in. It's too painful. Life is too hard. Um, and uh, that it, it was really strange. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to look back on it because now it's so obvious what was happening. Yeah. But at the time, I just felt like I was realizing things about myself. Um, but it started getting worse. Um, and that, yeah, I just decided, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try. Um, as soon as these, uh, boys are out, I'll be able to end my life and just be done. Um, and it it was really strange. (laughs) It's really strange to think back on it, but I basically made that decision. I'm trying to, I, I even tried to come up with, like, I would spend so much time trying to think of, can I end this sooner? Like, is there a way I can end things and my boys be okay? My twins be okay? Um, and I would research it and try to figure it out. And uh, I felt very, I actually felt even more hopeless because I'm like, I'm going to have to wait because there's no way to do it. Um, without, without my twins dying along with me. And um, it just... I kept thinking like it was going to be okay. I was like, you know, I know everyone's going to be sad, but they'll be fine. My girls are too little. They won't remember me. They'll, my, my husband will be able to move on and they'll have a normal family. So it wasn't, it was, it was strangely not a sticking point. It was just, it was a fact to you. There was no like emotional. Yeah. Like I was definitely, I definitely felt very hopeless and sad at the time, but it was, but again, it felt weirdly like I was learning something. Um, like my hopelessness was logical I guess to me it seemed like it was like I was like okay you know I'm making a choice it's gonna be okay but I don't want to do this I don't want to live anymore what helped you or or was it like an intervention what what kind of happened to help you realize oh whoa 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 like this this isn't normal like this isn't it was actually a really uh pro- this was the defining moment for me was um I was thinking about it, and uh, I just had this thought of, uh, it was a particularly bad night, and I just had this thought of, you know what, maybe uh, maybe my husband would be better if it was just him and the girls. And I basically had that, like, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter that the twins would die with me. And that, it horrified me. Um, and what made it worse, because, well, it, it was horrifying first, because I was like, I would never hurt my babies but at the same time I was extremely upset that uh, I was upset because I didn't I didn't want to have a reason to keep going I didn't want to live another minute like I couldn't even wait to the end of a pregnancy and I was just done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, so it, I was weirdly torn because um, I was like, but I guess it really stood out to me because at this point, up to this point, it all felt logical. It felt like something I was choosing. And it felt like something I was realizing and just kind of, I chose, I was choosing to give up. And at that moment, I was like, that's not me. Like, that's not my thought. 
Because I would never. I would never. I would never hurt my sons. No, of course not. You're amazing, Mom. (laughs) Thank you. But it was a, it was a really weird moment for me because I was horrified because um, I had just realized that everything that I'd been feeling last few months was not me. And I felt very, almost like attacked by myself. Yeah. But I still felt like I didn't want to keep going. So I had very conflicting feelings. Um, but yeah, I was horrified because like, this is not me. And, uh, I was terrified because I was like, what if, what if I, what if I hurt my children? What if I hurt my sons? And I hadn't met them yet, but didn't, didn't matter. Yeah. The fact that it was even an option for you really just. The fact that I even thought for a moment that ending their lives was okay, was not me. It would never be my thought. It would never be something that I would be okay with. And that's when I knew that what I had been thinking and feeling was not normal. Like, I mean, I knew it wasn't normal. Yeah. But I, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that I was having a depression related to my pregnancy the whole time. I don't know why. Like, cause now you look back and it's obvious people, people hearing this would think, yeah, major red flags. That's obvious. And that's what was so disturbing to me. Um, if a friend had been telling me about it, if sister or if sisters had been telling me about it, I would have been able to pinpoint it almost directly, but it had snuck up on me, uh, which was even more surprising because I, I had dealt with postpartum depression before. Uh, not yeah, you're not familiar. nearly to this extent. Yeah, but you're at least familiar with mm-hmm. the initial feeling. So the fact that you weren't even prepared to even think that, oh, maybe I have depression. Yeah, is there a term? Didn't... Is there a term for that? I know it wouldn't be so, postpartum. Um, I've heard, I've only heard it, so perinatal depression um, is talking about both depression during pregnancy and also includes postpartum depression. Uh, but there's not, I, I, at least I was not told a specific term for just depression during pregnancy because I think it's usually coupled with postpartum depression. So I think uh, the typical term is just perinatal depression. Okay. Um, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I was, my doctor told me perinatal okay. depression. So what did you do next after, after you had this moment of, oh my gosh, like something's not okay. What, what did you do next? Uh, well, I went in, I, I was really having an extreme inward battle because, um, well, cause I was sick, frankly. Um, but I was, I just was thinking, you need to tell someone, tell someone. Um, and then the dark part of me was like, no, they'll make you stay. They'll make you keep living. They'll make you have to keep doing this every day. And, but, but I felt like I could hear my real self saying, no, save your family, save your son, save yourself. You need to tell someone. And, uh, so I'm just having this inward battle and I, um, it's bedtime. So I'm going into, um, go lay down next to my husband and, uh, 
you know, he's just, poor guy, just laying there, just not having any idea. <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> honey. Yeah, exactly. So well, I thought, congratulations to him regardless. He got you. And, <laughs> like, go ahead. But so I lay next to him, and I'm, and I'm just having that inward battle. Like, tell him, open your mouth and say something. And, uh, and I, I just couldn't say it. And, uh, so I, I needed, I knew I needed him to know something was going on. Otherwise I would back out. Yeah. So I just said, uh, Hey, Caden, I have something really serious I need to talk to you about. And he's like, okay, what, what is it? And, and then I clammed right up again and I was like, I can't say it. And, um, it was so strangely physical. Like I felt like I physically could not speak. Um. I mean, I was basically quiet, and he was like, Kelsey, come on, tell me. And I was like, I can't even. I physically could not get the words out. And, because, uh, you know, I wanted to explain everything, and I wanted to start from the beginning, because he really had no idea. No one, no one had any idea. And uh, I... And I basically, I was able to finally force out after this, and the whole time, this inner battle, tell him, don't tell him. And, uh... Basically, I'm basically yelling at myself, save, save your family. And, uh, so I finally was able to force out, Caden, I need help. I don't want to live anymore. And I didn't get much else out. I thought it was going to end up being like this big conversation, but I could not. That's it. That's all I could get out. That was all I could get out. Um, he tried to ask questions and I just couldn't answer with anything else other than I don't want to live anymore. And, uh, so he hugged me and he said, he said, okay, Kelsey. So he's like, tomorrow morning, um, you're going to call your doctor and I'm going to hold, hold your hand and you're going to call and uh, you're going to schedule an appointment for that for immediately. And we're going to, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. I'm here. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think I could tell you I felt better. Because I, I, you know, the party was like, now, now I'm going to have to live. Now I've, you know, rang the bell. But then yeah. part of me, a big part of me, uh, was also very um, desperate for the help. Because now that I suddenly realized that it was a problem, it wasn't a choice, it was a problem, I was like, oh no, what if I can't? What if I, what if it, you know, what if it can't be fixed? Yeah. The whole other slew of concerns gets yep. to come in there. Exactly, because I, I was really just horrified. I didn't, I didn't recognize what on earth was happening. Because, again, I would never, I would, I don't know. It's really, uh, the whole thing was horrifying to well, me. I, um, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine having to go through that. And you're actually speaking on this topic very eloquently, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's a... I, I wish, as a sister, I could completely empathize. But since I haven't gone through that, all I can do is sympathize. Well, I'm very grateful you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm very grateful you haven't gone through that. No, that's, that's not something you wish on anyone. No. With, so, did you go to the doctor's appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, I did go by myself. Okay. Uh, weirdly, I was... Um, I was embarrassed 
Um, I, that makes go, sense. A lot of people are embarrassed to admit yeah, anything which, like that. Yeah, which was odd to me because I, uh, like I said, I, I uh, dealt with some postpartum depression with my other two kids, mm-hmm. and not nearly, not nearly. Like I never wanted to uh, hurt myself or anyone during postpartum depression, but uh, it was I was like it was very strange. I remember thinking how strange it was that I was embarrassed, um, but mostly I was just desperate. Um, so I sat down with the doctor and I, I told her everything, uh, well, you know, everything I could. Yeah. Um, it was easier to tell her because I, I had told Kaden. Um, but it was still, um, it was still intense. <laughs> and, you know, she would, she took it very well. She didn't, she didn't show a major reaction. She asked me if, uh, if, um. Uh, I felt that I was in any danger presently, and she asked if um, I felt any uh, any uh, desire to hurt my kids or anyone else. I said no, um, and so she said, "Okay, well, we're just going to get you on medication." And uh, you know, I I was just hoping it worked. What was the hardest part about the recovery process? Like as you started taking the medication, as you started trying to basically snap out of this logical, in your mind, completely logical mindset. What was the hardest part about trying to transition out of that? Um, well, that's really hard to say. Um, the medicine really helped. Um, it did not take everything away. And that's, I was lucky enough that the, the type of medication I was put on and the dosage I was put on, uh, was right for me the first time. Uh, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal, and it was. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but nothing gets fixed right away, and I'm still in the middle of a very intense pregnancy, and uh, a lot of worry for the health, their health, um, uh, along with my health. I think that the hardest, the hardest part of recovery is that I did not trust my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I did not trust my logic. Um, and um, I have never been in that position before. I feel like I'm a very strong-minded individual. Um, I, I put a lot of thought into things, and it was very uh, it was very odd not knowing if I could trust what I was thinking. Uh, whether it was, uh, like, even when the medication was working, I was like, is it working? Is it working? Or am I telling myself that it's okay and it's all going to go backward? Um, so I guess I guess the hard part about recovery was I I had to really learn what was normal for me and it's that was a hard time to do it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Your pregnant twins. Ellie wasn't even one yet, was she? Uh, Ellie was one. Okay. Um, so I had at this time it was before my oldest had turned three. So I had a two year old, a one year old, and I was pregnant with the twins. Yeah, that's hard. Period. Yes. No. It was. <laughs> That's what it was a hard time to know anything about myself, let alone good grief. Yeah, it was it was intense. But that's that's kind of that was kind of the hard part for me. I actually ended up um I actually ended up getting one of those, you know, desktop calendars. Um and I would I would uh put a smiley face, um, a straight line face or a frowny face on the day, um, so that I would be able to look at the calendar and see what was uh, overwhelming, like what days were overwhelming. 
Okay. Um, that way I could see if I was having more bad days or if I was basically mellow or if I was getting happier. And it was just good. To, it, was, it helped me to be able to look at it and see. Because I figured, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be honest every day. And if I look and there's a lot of frowning faces, I need to go talk to my doctor again. Uh, it was easier, though. Because I now knew that someone was watching. Like, I, my, my husband now knew. Yeah. He had no idea before. And it had been months. Like, it, it was, and no one knew. Like, uh, people closest to me. Um, so it was really, um, it was good knowing that I never had to force that out again. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, I might have needed to ask for help again. And, um, but it was good because um, someone was asking me. That makes specifically. sense. Um, Can I ask, during this healing process, with all the extra, like, pregnancy stuff going on and everything, can I ask, how was yours and Kaden's relationship throughout that? Was it, was there additional strain put on it? Was it a good thing? Like, how would you, how, how did that impact your relationship with your husband? Um, you know, I think that ultimately it was a good thing. Kaden uh, is very... Very protective. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, like, even with, um, just very encouraging. Like, uh, very much, hey, you know what? You're going to get through this. You are so strong. Um, he basically just, he took on a very supportive role. And uh, he was scared, but he, I don't know. I felt, I felt his belief in me. And... He and his positivity was just very, like, not positive in like ignoring the negative, but he was just very, he was very good about saying, You can do this. I am here. If you don't feel like you can do it, come talk to me and I'll, and I'll remind you you can. And he was just, he took on that role. So, uh, even though it was a hard time, especially, I mean, it was hard for both of us. We were worried. We had young kids, uh, my sons, we didn't know, uh, just because they were twins and, um, and they were having their own health issues, and we didn't know when we'd have them. Um, it was stressful anyway, so I so it's hard to separate what um, it was. It was a tough time for us, but I feel like be, because I was able to talk to him about it, um, it ended up we ended up building uh, another bond. Like it was almost felt separate. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think that, so I guess it strengthened us in a way, though it was a very hard time. I think it's, I think it ended up, I think the biggest thing is that even though I, I don't struggle with this now, and I haven't for years, uh, pretty much since, um, since my postpartum depression cleared up after the twins, I just knowing that I can, that if anything ever does happen, if anything, if I ever get to a place, I, I know I can talk to him and he's not going to shrug me off. I think just the knowledge that we care about each other's mental health, it did end up strengthening oh, us. That's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. For, we, we hear a lot of advice about people struggling with what you struggle with, being able mm -hmm. to speak, talk to someone, get some help, or, you know, ultimately you, you end up, taking your own life, which is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. What, before we get to that advice though, I'm curious if, if you, if you were able to talk to a spouse, husband, wife, doesn't matter who's, whose partner was going through what you were going through at the time, 
what advice do you give them to help them help their partner through that kind of experience, whether it's the during pregnancy, post-pregnancy in general, what would you kind of say, or would you want to say to someone going, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do? That's really hard because I feel like depression is so unique and individualized. Like I, that's really hard. It'd be hard to give general information, but I think it would be Um, let them know you're there and, and that doesn't mean you need to be gushing over them. It just means sit by them when they're having a hard time, sit there, be in the room. Um, and, and ask them, ask them how they're doing. If it, if they haven't told you in a while, ask them, um, and give them room to answer honestly. Um, like don't go in and say, Hey, you feel better, right? Or, uh, you know, just kind of give them, give them room to feel how they feel, um, but be there for when they are, need to open up. Um, and also it's a hundred percent okay for you not to be okay as the spouse. Um, I, what a scary thing to be told. Um, there is no rule at least no rule that makes sense. There is no rule saying that you need to be 100% okay while your spouse is not okay. Like, there, I mean, there's just no way. You love someone that much. There's no way that you're going to be just fine and hunky-dory with them telling you that they don't want to live anymore. So basically, I guess I would say, you know, be there for your spouse, but don't feel like you cannot be upset. Don't feel like you can't reach out for help and maybe maybe your spouse is unable to help you at that point uh with their mental but like you have every right to reach out to somebody um don't ignore your own pain and your own your own worries um for your spouse like it just it's okay it's okay to not be okay oh that's a Lesson I think everyone needs to learn and internalize, especially in that kind of situation where you feel responsible to be okay because the people you mm-hmm. love aren't. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes sense. I appreciate that advice greatly. As someone outside of that immediate circle, uh, partner, family member, very close to your friend, whatever it is, how... If if someone were to know other than Caden at that time, or if you know someone who's struggling with something like that, what is the and like you said earlier, depression is so individualized and that's it's a hard answer to give in just a blanket term. And maybe it's better to answer what would have helped you if a friend knew or if sister or brother, family, other family knew. What could they have done to help you? Would it, would it be what Katie was doing and just checking in? Or, or would it be something different? Would it look different? You know, um, again, that is so individualized, just like you said. It's really hard to know. I, I think what ended up making such a big difference for me, really, all I, 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 I knew that all I had to do was say something to anybody. 
I could, like, I, I knew that if I spoke to Caden, something would be done. I knew if I spoke to mom, something would be done. I knew if I spoke to you, something would be done. Like, it was not, like, it's kind of a relief to me. And it didn't feel this way at the time. But I look back and I am so relieved that all I had to do was say something. So I could just focus on forcing those words out of my mouth. And uh, I knew that I had people who would catch me. And it's just something I knew. And not that I had thought about consciously, but it's something I knew in my heart. Um, and that's not something I noticed looking back on. So it's, you know, it's hard because if you know someone going through this right now, you're aware. Really, the only thing you can do is keep checking on him. Um, not, I, I wouldn't say in a smothering way. Like, I'd be there always. But it, it's hard to feel comfortable if you feel like you're a patient. Um, but just whenever you think about them, let them know. Um, ask, the, ask them open and ask them questions that do not lead anywhere. Um, well, what I mean by that is just like, uh, oh, are you excited? Are you so excited your due date's coming up? Or, oh, you're, you're going to feel so much better once this trimester, trimester passes. Like, it, I, I would discourage, I guess just from my experience, I would discourage asking questions that kind of lead them to an answer. Um, and um, let them know to contact you if their minds change. Like, oh, hey, you know what? If you decide that you do need something, I'm here. Um, I'll, don't expect them to reach out. Like, don't expect them to... Uh, don't expect them to come and say, hey, yeah, I do need I do need dinner brought over. Oh, I do need a break for my kids. Uh, take initiative, I think, uh, as well as you know the person. Like, it's, it's hard to know what to offer because, you know, again, this is so individualized. But it's okay to be like, oh, you know what, they, they haven't been sleeping well. Hey, I'll, ta- I'll take your kids while you sleep. Or, oh, hey, you know what, you rest. Um, I brought dinner over. You know, just, just be there. Be present. Be talking. So that, so that they know you're there. Yeah, keep that connection open. Yes, keep it open. Keep the dialogue open. Not that you need to text constantly. Like, don't, like and again, it really Yeah, just don't depends. overdo it. Yeah, don't overdo it. But just, just be there so that if they need to talk, they know you're there. Um, yeah, it's a genuine check-in. It's not a yes. to-do list check-in. Yes, exactly. And, and it's really so hard because it's so individual. But just be there and it's and you know it's okay to just let them know like hey look I know you're having a really hard time I get again this is hard because for me I'm a very I'm a very blunt person I do better with people being direct with me so for me it was easy to be like hey um I know you're having a hard time I am here you can call me anytime day or night no issues here like it was just it's very blunt so for me it was good but other people might might need it to be softer I don't know yeah uh, so just do do what I mean. You know these people. You know them. You you know you know what they're like and their hearts and just, it really just be there though. Give the give them someone to fall back on. I was lucky in that I had that. Um, as far as advice in general um, about uh, perinatal depression is just I feel like I mean everyone is told oh you know what depression's a thing. But I feel like it's not really talked about once you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you get asked general questions. How are you feeling? How's the pregnancy going? Uh, I wish that, and I don't know if this was just, I, I had a wonderful doctor. I, I am so grateful for my doctor. But I feel, I feel like, uh, weirdly, people don't want to bring up depression. Because, you know, pregnancy is such a wonderful and happy thing. And you don't want to put a damper on it. But at the same time, I feel like we need to have more of a dialogue about it. Like, I, I now, I have every intention, I mean, I haven't really... I have every intention of turning to the, those I love and being like, hey, congratulations, you're pregnant. And then, but, you know, uh, with other conversations with them, I'd be like, hey, just so you know, um, dep- I mean, perinatal depression is a thing. Um, so if you're ever feeling really hopeless or that you're just having too many bad days in a row, please reach out to somebody. If not, if not me, then somebody. Did you go looking for a book or for a blog, anything like that? Or was it just not even on your radar? Um, you know what? Point? It just wasn't even on my radar. Um, yeah, you know, it wasn't really on my radar. I it was so. I don't know. I feel like it'd be good for there to be a book. You know, I mean, they say. I mean, I've never read what to expect when you're expecting or books like that. Um, I never read a book about pregnancy that said, "Hey, these are signs you might." I'm sure they're out there. But I just feel like they're not as popular. Yeah, because I, I, I remember getting the postpartum depression talk for both of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you have some more experience. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of a time someone said you might suffer depression while you're pregnant. Yeah. I uh, and yeah, I've been told that, you know, pregnancy's hard. Um, and that's... that's just yeah yeah many 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 reasons yeah well you know i don't know what's really hard is that i felt like i feel like so many things people explain away the fact that they're struggling like oh well of course like i like i very easily was thinking well yeah of course i'm having a hard time my life is pretty rough i've got young kids i'm pregnant with twins um which is just painful flat out um you know i've got this stressor and this stressor and this stressor and and then we shrug off the fact that, you know, we just kind of go like, oh, well, of course I'm struggling. And then that's it. Um, and I feel like that's a disservice. Yeah. To ourselves. Um, so I, I guess, I, I guess this wouldn't just be advice for uh, women who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant. I guess it'd be for anyone. It's like, you need to know what's your norm and what's. You need to have a baseline. A baseline understanding of yourself. But also, like, really, if you're having a hard time, why should we be okay with that? Why should we be okay with the fact that most of our days are hard? Um, Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have uh, perinatal depression or depression in general. I mean, maybe you have a habit you need to change. Maybe you have uh, something something you need to pursue in your life uh, for your general happiness or, or whatever. But I guess... I I guess I learned to not just accept the fact that I've had too many bad days in a row. Um, even with, I mean, I was very lucky. Actually, my, my postpartum depression for the twins was uh, even less than uh, my singletons, my two other kids, because I was so hyper aware. I was watching myself very closely. Um, Were you still on the medication? I was, I was for a couple months after, um, it was really hard. Like, I feel like it, it got harder after the twins were born. I mean, for those who don't know, my, my twins were in the NICU for a month after they were born. 
and uh and uh my one of my one of my twins was on oxygen for three months after he was born it was it was a hard i i had broken two ribs in my tailbone during delivery it was your muscles separated and my muscle yeah my ab muscle separated it's (laughs) it was it was a tough time and but you know but luckily i was really looking at myself and and it was okay for me to draw lines um like for example um for example, I had a lot of nurses pushing me to breastfeed my twins, um, and which is a wonderful thing, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, but I knew that when I tried to breastfeed my two singletons, it was it caused a lot of stress uh, with postpartum depression. Yeah. And so at that point, I mean, look, I just, I mean, I'd been contemplating suicide for months. At that point, I was not willing to risk it, um, and so I've, I, you know, I was able to say, no, I'm. No, we're going to be formula feeding. No, we're going to be formula feeding. No, I'm not going to try it. Uh, we are, will be formula feeding. Just because I knew, I just knew that was a line for me. Yeah. I needed to give myself every chance. Um, and just because I knew this had been a stressor in the past is why I didn't even. Yeah, you had um, to, you had yeah. to be hyper aware of mm-hmm. what's going to set this off. Yeah. Because postpartum was right there. Yeah, it just was right along behind, and, and which was, but it was good because I, I mean, I had to keep saying it. Like, I mean, again, like seriously, I probably defended it like ten times, uh, at least, uh, which I get. I, I, I don't feel any resentment towards nurses at all. No, They're wonderful. They're trying to help my boys. I, I no ill feelings at all. Uh, but it did take my husband actually. We were in the NICU, and the, and one nurse was really pushing it, mm-hmm. and I, I told her I was like, you know, it's I. I have depre- major depression and I don't feel comfortable. Uh, but you know, she kept pushing, and so my uh, so Caden just flat out said, "Look, she said no. Do not ask again. She has made her decision, and it was dropped." Um, I got spread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. At that point, so um, you know, so it was good because I was standing, and I I do believe I would have kept standing up and saying no because you know, look, I'm not I'm not going to risk leaving my kids over that. Um, and for me, and for me, that was really the, that was really what was at stake in my mind. So it was good. It's in perspective pretty quickly. Yes, it does. So, um, so yeah, that made it easier. So it really just. Yeah. So looking, looking back at that challenge and where you are now, what part, you know, we talk about defining moments and defining traits. What, what trait would you say? that you had to develop or that you realized you had and either had to move past from or develop that's still with you now, that it's shifted a part of who you are? What, what would you say that is? You know, I think it has given me determination to develop my self-awareness um, simply because like, even now, it's not really a matter of depression for me right now. Uh, whether it is in the future or not remains to be seen. But right now, it's, I, w- I need to know what's going on with myself. Um, any, I'm sure I have blind spots. I'm sure that, you know, I'm grumpier than I think I am or something. Self-awareness like, is a beast It, it is. On. It is. And, I, you know, everyone has blind spots. But I, I am determined, and I have been for the last few years, to be very aware of my faults. Um, aware of my talents as well. Um, and just aware of how I am doing. And it's hard. It's hard to sit and, and, you know, like, okay, I'm going to look the ugliest parts of myself in the face because I am not willing to be blindsided by my own mind again. 
Yeah. Do you still do your sticker thing? Is that something you're I have. I have. Um, it's not consistent. Um, you know, you know, when you have too many hard days in a row, I again, I, I learned not to be okay with just accepting that I have a lot of hard days in a row. Um, it, it hasn't been, the answer has not been I have depression since then. But there have been things like, oh, you know what, let's, tra- let's try this new habit, see if it helps. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really helped. And now, since it's, it's become a little more um, in-depth, it used to just be a smiley face, straight line face, or a frowny face, because I just needed it to be that simple. I needed to be able to look at it and say, have I had more bad days than good? Um, now it's like, oh, you know, I'm really tired. Like frowny face, why? Very tired. Or, mm. um, frowny face, why? Hyper annoyed. <laughs> or, or it's, you know, yeah, it's been good to. Yeah, you a little to, more granular about it. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, well, it's been good too, because I have a smiley face and I go like, oh, I got some alone time today. Or, uh, smiley face, um, the girls got this concept in homeschool today. Like, it's really good because I can see what's making me decide to put the smiley face. I can see yeah. what's making me decide to put the frowny face. What, what has helped you the most increase your ability to be self-aware? <sighs> That's a tough one. I think, I think just taking the time. Um, life is busy. Life is very hectic. I mean, especially, I mean, heck, I've got, <laughs> I've got four kids between the ages of six and three. And life never slows down uh, for anybody. Um, And I think just making myself a priority. Like, look, yes, I'm busy. There's a million things I could be doing right now. But sit down. Think. Ponder. Give yourself time to look at yourself, your actions, your life. Um, Take a minute. Because really... I mean, sometimes, sometimes just looking at yourself and how you're thinking can give you some answers that you're looking for. Yeah. Just making sure you're having that time to actually think and not just mm-hmm. block it, but actually ponder on it. Yeah. Not just survive and push through every day, but sit and go, okay, how am I doing? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Is there anything else that you feel... And it's okay if the answer is no. But is there anything else you'd want to address or that you weren't able to share that you wanted to? Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to share. Um, I think, though, anyone who's struggling with not wanting to live anymore, whether that's because uh, you're pregnant and there's hormones or chemical imbalance, or a or a great tragedy that you've felt recently, or even just this ridiculous year 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's worth it to fight for your life. Even if, if your life isn't what you'd hope it would be. Even if you will have to change some things. Even if, even if you feel that most of it is largely out of your control. Your life, no matter how imperfect, you, no matter how imperfect, are worth this fight. You're worth this fight. These 
moments of pain, they're not going to, they're not going to all stop. Life is painful. Life is hard. It is a daily battle. A lot of the times, especially in, in times like this. But this life is worth fighting for. Your life in particular is worth fighting for. And there's so much joy to be had by you. So keep fighting. You are worth it. Whether you believe it or not, you are. I know it. And that's all. That's thank all you. I can say. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Kelsey. I, I do appreciate you being on and sharing so much in on a topic that a lot more people need to talk about. Absolutely. You know, you you and I have had people close to us choose to take their life recently. We've we've everyone everyone's been impacted by this. And I'm so glad that you didn't. And I'm glad you're able to talk to Caden and had people to talk to. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that here. I would I would like to point out if if you are listening to this and you are struggling having considering it and you don't feel like you can talk to someone, please call the National Suicide Hotline. Absolutely. Please reach out. There there are places you can call anonymously. Just try try to reach out to someone. Like like my sister said, you know, you are worth it. 110%. If you don't feel like you're worth it, reach out. Reach out to someone. Even if it's even if it's anonymously for now, just try to reach out to someone and make that connection and help you see a little more clearly. Absolutely. Thank you so much for you guys tuning into Define. And if you have any follow-up questions for Kelsey or suggestions or feedback, please let me know. And I can't wait to keep diving in to these amazing stories. If if you know someone who you think has something to share, or if you have something to share, please reach out on my website, kayleespeaks.com, and let me know. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Thank you so much, and have a great day.